DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Andreas Wiele, member of the board at Axel Spring and also president of the Classified Media and as of recently also member of the board at Magnolia International. First of all, I would like to ask you, what is your favorite media app that you use on your smartphone? Oh, there's lots of them. Uh, I must confess that uh, I'm a heavy user of our own built uh, app uh, yeah. and uh, because uh, it is the most frequently updated news app. Uh, but uh, I also like a lot uh, the Runtastic app uh, because I'm an avid uh, runner. Right. Uh, and so I would say these are two of my favorites. All right. Let's dive into uh, some bigger topics right now. Um, I would like to talk about the digital transformation in the publishing mm -hmm. media, mm -hmm. uh, the business you're strong in. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just quickly recap. Axel Springer was in a very difficult situation in the early 2000s when the internet hit the media landscape. I think you had to lay off almost half of your employees. Now, some 15 or 18 years later, Axel Springer is thriving again. It's a multi-billion euro business. Can you describe how you weathered this transition so successfully? Yes, uh, absolutely. So first of all, to put it into perspective, only 10 years ago, uh, just 1% of Axel Springer's uh, revenue and profits were digital. Uh, today, more than 65% of our profit and more than 80% of our uh, 65% of our revenue and 80% um, uh, of our profits are digital. Wow. Uh, so yeah. that has been quite a big change. How did we do that? The toughest part actually is to recognize that the industry you are in, in our case, the traditional print publishing industry is on a structural decline. Mm -hmm. That is easier said than done because most of the time companies, when they see that the industry is shrinking, they compare themselves to their competitor and start thinking in market share. And then they say, look, I gain 1% market share. They still were declining in absolute terms by 10%. Yeah. So to truly recognize that you are in a boat that is going south yeah. and that next year, there will be fewer people buying your products and fewer advertisers advertising. So yeah. recognize that you have to change. It's the very first thing which mm -hmm. you need to do. And then do the change radically, I guess. Absolutely. Second thing is to understand, so, okay, what is the, your business? And your business and our business in the print publishing industry is not selling paper. It was to produce great content, right. sell that content to readers, sell these readers to advertisers as target groups, and thirdly, and very importantly so, to have the so-called classified advertising section, which in the newspaper was the sole medium to advertise for new jobs, for new real estate, or for used cars. And so we decided that these are our three businesses that we will now bring to the digital world. Right. Of course, the digital transformation is not something that ends. Uh, it's ongoing. But still, can you tell us how long it took to go from the analog Axel Springer to the digital Axel Springer? Well, it's still ongoing. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's a combination that made that uh, possible. And it's a never-ending process. So the combination is you have to recognize where do you have strength 
that you can use and where are there businesses which do not have a true meaningful future which mm. you cannot transform into digital businesses the first area where we truly have strength is our content we have thousands of journalists who produce great content and there is no reason in the world that they should not produce this content for all outlets not only for paper but also for the desktop for the mobile and for any other outlets yeah. so that's the first strength but then there's other businesses for instance the printing business which clearly one cannot transform into the digital space because it's directly tied to the physical product and then there is the third aspect which is our classified business again mm. and we had lots of people who were used to basically just take the orders from our classified advertisers and put them into the newspaper but there new models occurred pure online models and we decided we cannot replicate them we have to acquire these companies right so that's where we started out acquiring companies mm. The typical challenges in these digital transformation processes often center around uh, integrating legacy technology. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had that many in your case. But on the other hand, finding the right people and skills mm -hmm. is probably an important one and also breaking down barriers between operational silos. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, go into a little bit more detail on each of those areas? How did you actually meet those challenges? Well, again, it's a <coughs> different, it's a two-sided approach. One is transform your existing business, mm -hmm. but then also acquire new businesses. Yep. And if you want to change a culture, when you acquire a business, then you have to make sure that your own culture more changes towards the culture of the acquired business and okay. not the other way around. Okay. And that is a very, very difficult task. And most companies fail at it because they see the newly acquired company as their new toy and say, great, now we're going to play with it and we're going to uh, adopt our cultures upon them right. uh, and what you have to do is to make sure that they stay protected mm -hmm. that they stay independent and can grow independently mm -hmm. and that you the old culture learns from the new culture uh, and that is uh, something which we have been very good at mm -hmm. uh, instead of uh, embracing the companies and uh, giving them right. the bear hug we have allowed them to grow and learn from them on the other side for your own people you have to really push them to change and uh, generate showcases where they see wow there is future for me so we declared for instance uh, mobile first or online first before mobile first online first mm -hmm. so everything that goes in the newspaper of the next day is already published uh, before online huge uh, break with traditions because usually yep you wanted to have the news appear first in the printed product. Right, right. And you have to exaggerate sometimes to make everybody follow. Right. I uh, just want to very quickly come back to this uh, the, um, mentality yeah. question. So is it now a hybrid mentality or culture that you, that Axel Spring lives or do you have different areas where different cultures exist? We have actually had a very interesting evolution because first of all we said everybody is now digital and we combine the traditional and uh, the new units uh, within our uh, news organizations uh, to make everybody aware that they have to work th towards the digital future. Now we are clearly established as a digital company and we have done now a little bit the reverse mm -hmm. because 
the expertise of a traditional print business and the expertise of a digital businesses is so different that we have said now we need to recreate specialist teams uh, because in order to fight for every little every last print newspaper sold you need the specialist and obviously for the digital growth you need the specialist as well mm. so we are now is enough of a digital company that we can afford to have print specialists again. Right, interesting. Um, talking about technology and trends, are there any technologies that you can see coming up on the horizon that you think are important that uh, businesses in your industry should jump on? Well, there's several trends. Obviously, the trend, the shift towards mobile is almost done. It will continue. Right. The monetization will follow. Some, for some parts of the business, it is still tough to monetize on mobile. For others, it works already very well. Then there is a continued shift towards video. Uh, that is especially important for content uh, producers. Mm -hmm. uh, and the monetization will follow there as well. Uh, and then uh, we have the two new big uh, technology trends, uh, one being artificial intelligence which uh, allows uh, for much more automation in content production, in marketing and other things. Mm. So we need to be mm. clever at that. And then we have the next internet revolution, which is the blockchain, uh, hmm. which obviously will potentially reshuffle uh, the game uh, one more time. Uh, and uh, we want to be also at the forefront of this change. Yeah. So in, in terms of, of monetizing content, directly with customers and audiences or in what terms? Well, the blockchain is a whole new game and uh, where uh, just like when the internet uh, was uh, growing rapidly, you are allowed to dream big and you are allowed to see wherever you can grow. And so we are working a lot of different projects that are close to our businesses, but some that are also mm -hmm. uh, far away from our businesses because it's usually not the incumbents who win in the next wave. Uh, so uh, we are still very much uh, in the experimental stage uh, where we say let a uh, thousand flowers blossom and then we'll see which one picks up and we'll invest heavily on that. Dr. Andreas Wiele, as a member of the board of Axel Springer, you are closely watching technological trends. In terms of publishing, um, so AR and AI, how could they be also changing the content? Well, uh, It will be possible, or it is already possible, thanks to uh, AI, uh, to have uh, machine-generated content of decent quality. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, in the lower football divisions, we were never able uh, to write uh, decent uh, summaries of games uh, individually by journalists because it would be financially impossible yeah. to do so. That can now be done and is done already mm -hmm. uh, at Welt Newspaper, for instance, by uh, AI-generated content. Right. Uh, all it, this, there's lots of type of this content that can be AI-generated and then mm -hmm. frees up our journalists to do more added value stuff, commentary, yep. investigative journalism. Yep. The main point is you should not take the savings by producing AI content to the bank you should invest them into more added value journalism. Yeah. And AR is, well, AR is still somewhat in the experimental phase. Uh, and uh, 
there the mass um, for journalism the mass uh, applications are still some years out so yeah. we need to be there with the right amount of investment and time uh, and ideas uh, to grow it uh, when it takes off what about uh, mobile devices like cars is that something that also plays a role in your sure i mean the car is obviously a space where a lot of people spend a lot of time mm -hmm. right now at least the driver is busy driving Uh, but uh, when he or she frees up uh, time uh, to consume media, we want to be there. We are working on some test uh, applications with car manufacturers uh, to try to occupy the space. We are not the only ones, so it's uh, a healthy competition there as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but one should also not forget that already today, everybody but the driver is totally free to consume media uh, in the car and a lot of them use the mobile uh, device yeah. so uh, we will see how much new technology and new screens will truly end up entering uh, the car right so let's maybe go back to to the present mm -hmm. <laughs> still is very an exciting uh, time yeah. what are your priorities in terms of uh, getting content out to people things like multi-channel omni-channel personalization content curation and user-generated content are they all part of the game or do you have different other priorities yes they all play a role but one should never underestimate the power of true original content so our yep. first and foremost goal especially in times where uh, the big platforms google and facebook and amazon uh, <coughs> tend uh, to uh, aggregate more and more audience and more and more power how can we truly differentiate ourselves that's not uh, through uh, only through AI-generated content. Sure. It's certainly not through uh, cat videos, uh, but it is through unique content. Uh, and especially in times of fake news, in times where there's uh, more and more threats for the free press, providing truly independent, well-investigated, researched, documented journalism is what will set us apart. Mm. We can create brands. Uh, and that uh, will also allow us to monetize this properly, not only through advertising, but also through readers paying for content. That's our fundamental belief that one should never forget when all these new buzzwords or technologies come up. Right. I personally find that, for instance, user-generated content used to be the, the not I wouldn't say the holy grail, but everybody jumped mm -hmm. on it and it has declined in in uh, in importance do you see that the same way well i think user generated content is a source for news uh, if it is used smartly mm -hmm. and if it is like in most cases curated so yes yep. there can okay. be lots of star sightings there can be accidents there can be politi right. politicians appearing somewhere right. there can be interesting things happening if the people report it and report it to us and we can put it into perspective and publish it after it being checked, mm. then it's just a great new source of content. Right. And obviously also smart reader and user debates, voting systems, they all sh can and should be integrated into curated content. Yes. But we think that the curation is something which truly should remain the driving differentiator right. for our business. So we should maybe call it user-initiated content or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. User contributions are yeah. mm. uh, mm. clearly uh, very important, like mm. uh, any mm. other source. Mm. 
other technological inferences that you think are important or play a role like big data or um smart search search that gets ever smarter yeah mm -hmm. i mean as i said big data and ai somewhat go hand in hand yeah. uh, because that's what uh, ai is uh, about and there clearly publishers can still go a long way uh, compared to e-commerce companies uh, because historically uh, publishers did not want to know what their readers are reading because it is part also of our understanding of the freedom of press that the reader doesn't need to declare if he uh, what he reads and what he's interested in obviously in order to provide him or her with the content she or he is really interested in we have to do that a little bit and there we have to do some catching up to do while respecting and that's also very important a differentiator always the privacy the privacy of the people and their right to dispose of their own data or not right so let's go back uh, to the practical world. Can you tell us a bit how you managed to take uh, Bildzeitung und Die Welt into the digital world? Yeah, that was indeed the beginner and a tough process because uh, by declaring, and that's what we did uh, online first, we had to break the uh, year-old uh, pattern that everybody works towards a certain print deadline then the paper goes to the press and then the content right. is kept exclusive until it hits the newsstands in the morning by saying look this is not we publish now 24 7 and readers want the news when they uh, become available and not when they get printed and uh, put in the newsstand mm. that was a big change and mm. the only way to achieve that is because in the beginning you also people think hey you're cannibalizing my own business you have to there make very bold steps and try to get people behind you mm. and also fight a lot of resistance in the beginning and, and there's no met not a lot of early uh, gains it takes some time sure. uh, to get then uh, to see, uh, make people understand that uh, it works uh, and you need to put your money where your mouth is so you need to invest in that area and then ultimately eventually people will follow uh, it's a long process uh, mm. that doesn't happen overnight right but many m publishing um, houses uh, had a big f had a str are struggling still yes. to monetize their products yeah. in the long run how did you manage to get in the profitable zone well first of all because we took all the three revenue streams of a newspaper okay. the classified the advertising and the reader revenue but they're not uh, tied together and any they're longer. not tied together anymore by one brand mm. They are partially they are tied reader and advertiser revenue is still tied together but the classified revenue is not tied together right. but historically that was a pure coincidence mm -hmm. that you would have read an interview uh, with uh, Donald Trump see an advertising for uh, a car and then find an advertising for your next job mm. there's they have nothing in common other than historically that they were all on the same paper. Mm. So it makes just more sense that they are now independent, but they are all old businesses. And the old newspaper industry always relied very heavily on classified advertising. Mm. Just it was under one brand. Mm. Now it is on the same internet, but not under one brand anymore. Right. But how does, I still don't quite understand how the classified business, for instance, can... Um, sustain the, the the journalistic part well it shouldn't sustain the journalistic part mm. it is now separate from the journalistic mm. part and it's a separate business there's some overlap in terms of you can uh, use data uh, user okay. data uh, to cross fertilize uh, okay. your businesses that help 
but the journalism and that's actually a great part the journalism has to be self-sustainable now mm. and there we very much believe that it will not only be the advertising but against the initial wisdom of the internet is everything is for free we believe and have lots of success that readers are willing to pay for great content right. because they recognize the value of valuable mm. content and mm. that has a price and you can see that in the development of the digital subscriptions, not only of our Bild and Welt newspaper, digital versions, uh, but also of the New York Times, the Washington mm. Post, and more and more European uh, newspapers mm. who are all switching to a paid or a freemium mm. or a metered model. Uh, and the more uh, publications do that, the more the readers will get used to it, and the more that part of the revenue stream mm. will grow. And the less free content is around also, right? The more a do that, absolutely. the less free content I everybody can get. I think there always will be a share of free content. Mm. There's just mm. uh, content that is not valuable enough. I mean mm. The weather report, uh, nobody will pay for it, at least not uh, the temperature, perhaps some very, very local uh, sp specific information. But there's lots of exclusive stuff which people are willing to pay for. Mm. Did you also kind of carve out a customer journey around the class business of classifieds can i put it that way well uh we are more and more doing so because yeah. actually the classified business which is a fantastic business online simply because of the fact that it is if you own the biggest marketplace where all the people offer their houses or cars or jobs and all the people come who are looking for houses jobs or cars mm -hmm. that is the main driver for a successful business but that in itself is just a one-touch business, meaning the person only comes when he or she looks for a car or a job or a house, and the person who offers it, who are mostly professionals, they come frequently, but the other side only comes once. But then, once that contact is made, mm -hmm. a lot more is to follow. You need to organize uh, the job interview, you need to organize the process of everything. And that is something where we can uh, uh, help uh, to make this customer journey in all of these businesses uh, much more valuable uh, and benefit from the whole uh, value chain. Mm -hmm. And that is something which is uh, the future of these classified businesses. Right. So there's a, lot, there's a lot to evolve still. There is a lot to evolve and there's lots mm -hmm. of uh, great opportunities yeah. to grow these yeah. businesses, to make them, to make the experience more valuable so that for you, for instance, if you look for a job, you don't just find a job listing, mm -hmm. but you find mm -hmm. really the one appropriate job listing that is good for you. Uh, and that then when you go interview, you're also already such a pre-selected candidate uh, that there's only perhaps one or two and not 10 other people mm -hmm. who are interviewing for mm -hmm. that job. Mm -hmm. How important is the role of Facebook and the likes gonna be in terms of uh, classifieds? The Facebook has its own marketplace now where they sell. Yes, it's uh, Facebook uh, marketplaces is growing as a general list classified mm -hmm. market mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, that uh, the development will depend uh, uh, on two things. First of all, if truly uh, people who come to Facebook for different uh, goals to socially interact mm. are also in big numbers willing to trade. Uh, that's something that still needs to be seen, but I think it is likely to happen at least in some markets. I think it will happen in markets where there is no free general classified marketplace yet. Mm -hmm. There is countries, like in France, for instance, Le Bon Coin, where everybody knows, okay, I have my old bicycle or old piece of furniture to sell. I put it for free on Le Bon Coin and people will come 
and uh, buy it. So mm. there is that customer need is satisfied. There's other markets where that does not exist and where Facebook marketplaces, because of the sheer size of yep. its audience, might very well be successful. Uh, but uh, I think it will not be an, a success in every market. It will be in some markets become pretty relevant. Right. So you're refreshingly positive about the future of your business, and rightly so when I look back at what you managed to achieve. Uh, still, do you see threats coming up towards the business? Yeah, there are some uh, threats. Uh, one threat is regulation, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, very concretely the uh, upcoming and hopefully not final yet uh, EU privacy regulation, uh, which uh, in fact... Uh, will end up only helping the big American platforms mm -hmm. uh, because all the provisions that are well intended to help protect the privacy of the consumer end up being truly a help for the big American mm -hmm. platforms who already have uh, sign-ins and log-ins and where people will always agree uh, to everything these platforms ask for while it will truly jeopardize the opportunity to provide customized content and also customized advertising for the smaller European players. So mm -hmm. this is a very big um, threat. Uh, and uh, then I think uh, luckily it, the direct discussion is going in the right direction that the role of the public television uh, also should be limited in the internet because uh, as they by definition are a free service at least the consumer is not paying directly he's paying via his taxes yeah. or via other means right. of uh, fees uh, that it does not prevent the consumers and does not prevent us from being able to charge right. for our content so these are two threats but they are more regulatory threats than market threats right so before we come to an end what are the things you are looking forward to uh, as a consumer and also as a professional person in the coming 10 years? I think f the blockchain revolution will be fascinating mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also the development of artificial intelligence. Uh, a lot of people are afraid uh, that uh, once there is general AI, uh, machines will make better decisions than uh, people. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, in most cases it's perhaps not a bad thing. Uh, and I think that overall we do not need to be afraid of the technology, but if we rather embrace it and manage it properly, uh, it will be to our uh, great uh, advantage. So blockchain, artificial intelligence, but also a little bit further down the road, Uh, VR and AR uh, will be uh, very significant uh, changes and if dealt well, great improvements for our lives. So Dr. Andrea Siele, uh, thank you very much for your time and for the interesting talk we had. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io. Thank you.